Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I am Luke. And welcome to yet another of our 32 team-by-team off-season preview, postseason wrap-up, team discussions uh, here on the Half Yard Line. Do follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line, Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Do like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. If you like it, tell a friend, tell your parents, tell your dog, tell your friend, your brother's friends, your strangers, folks from church, whoever you encounter in the public, let them know about the Half Yard Line podcast. Um, would very Tim, much you have a dog. Is, is, uh, is he subscribed to the pod? Chase is absolutely subscribed to the pod, as are my three children, my wife, my parents. I mean, I, we've we've got them all on board, Luke. So I think that's a third Excellent. of our listenership. So superb, <laughs> much appreciate that. So today, have some more kids, and we can grow the listenership a bit more. I think you're next. Um, so today on the half yard line, we're talking about a team who can be described as nothing other than incredibly disappointed with 2022. Uh, after 2021 had gone so well. The wheels have really fallen off for the Los Angeles Rams. Luke, you drew the short straw having to talk about the NFC West. Tell us about the Rams 2022 season. Well, sorry, I just I just had a sneeze that I thought was going to happen and didn't actually end up coming out, which funnily enough, I feel like is a good metaphor for the Rams season <laughs> that just was, strangely enough. Um, that was not planned. That really just happened. Um, five and 12 a year ago, and it was UGLY. They ain't got no alibi. It was ugly. The LA Rams won the Super Bowl and then proceeded to basically fall apart. You said wheels come off. You know, I feel like the doors, hinges rusted. The engine wouldn't turn over. It was just a complete disaster pretty much from start to finish. Sean McVay sticking around. So many rumblings about him potentially bolting for TV, but that didn't end up materializing. A lot of rumblings about Aaron Donald retiring, potentially, despite still being one of the best players in the NFL. But he is sticking around for the 2023 season also. Last offseason, they brought in Bobby Wagner as a free agent. They extended Matthew Stafford. They signed Alan Robinson for big money. Uh, Questions about all three of those. Wagner just because they're letting him walk, but the other two dollar wise, it's a it's a question mark. They hit very very hard by injuries. It's fair to say last year, uh, in terms of games played, Stafford played eleven, Cup played nine, Donald played eleven, Robinson played ten, and Van Jefferson only played nine. Cam Akers, running back who looked like he was ready to ascend to the top table, was benched for a while, wanted a trade. There was all sorts of behind the scenes hullabaloo around him. Then he ended up coming back. They started four different quarterbacks. They started somewhere around 100 different offensive line combinations by my calculation. Never a good sign. And it seems like a team more coming to the end than building as we go into 2023. Last season, such a big disappointment, as you mentioned. They seem to be trying to continue this trend of just bring in star veteran players and fuck them picks, as Les Snead famously said, the GM for the Rams. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be paying off right now. And they let some guys go, didn't replace them adequately enough and got bit by the injury bug. They're $14 million over the cap, but it seems like there's a lot coming because they're trying to get rid of uh, everyone, it seems, that's any good. They've only got five draft picks as it stands. They are in line potentially for some comp- compensatory picks, but their first pick isn't till number... 37 because as i said fuck them picks so luke i don't think people necessarily realize when they say f them picks exactly how much they've starting in 2017 
Sean McVay has never used a first-round pick. Starting in 2017, they traded their pick to Tennessee. 2018, they traded their pick to New England. For Brent. So, all right. Starting in 2017, traded the pick to Tennessee, was used in the 2016 draft. They, they trade Jared, traded for the number one overall pick to take Jared Goff. And when they did that, they had to send their 2017 first-round pick to Tennessee. 2018 first-round pick sent to New England for Brandon Cooks. 2019 first-round pick sent to Atlanta for other picks. 2020 and 2021 sent both of those to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. 22 and 23 sent both of those to Detroit for Matt Stafford. So we haven't traded our 2024 pick yet, but it is very possible, likely, Sean McVay as a head coach in the NFL will never use a first-round pick. Well, they also tried to trade the 2024 first-round pick, and rumors were the 2025 first-round pick for Brian Burns during the season. So they definitely kept that trend alive. Um, yeah, they didn't end up doing that, so maybe they'll have a first-round pick at some point in uh, this millennium. The position that they find themselves in from an areas of need standpoint is is long and largely uh, a product of their imminent cutting trading free agency binge they're about to go on but before we get into that tim any thoughts on the season that just was um the highlight of which was probably baker mayfield putting up 50 points in a game against denver in a weird uh, 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 anomaly of an affair at uh, sofi but apart from that it was pretty much bad 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 it, yeah i mean it was just awful it was just the the whole team looked bad i mean i think they had three players who played well last season one of them was Cooper Cup, and he got hurt. One of them was Jalen Ramsey. He played all of the games. The other one was Aaron Donald, and he got hurt. So, I, And that's it. Everybody else on this team should be embarrassed. They should all go home. They played like trash. They, I mean, it was, it was just bad. They gave up on the season. Um, the idea that you're going to go get Baker Mayfield to come in and play a couple games for your quarterback, and he can light the, the scoreboard up, because people are paying so little attention to you um, and no one cares about the game and you don't care about the, I mean, the whole thing to me, it was very Los Angeles of the Rams to sort of go, well, this isn't going to work. Never mind. We'll just try again next year. Um, it was, it was, yeah. that's where I came down on the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so few guys that played all 17 uh, regular season games. I think the ones that did all play pretty well. I mean, I'll highlight some of them. You mentioned, um, a couple of guys who you thought played well. I mean, I, Leonard Floyd led the team in sacks with nine. I thought he played well. Bobby Wagner, I thought played very well, despite the fact that the team was always not very good. Ramsey, Tyler Higby had a pretty good year. So these are guys who were productive, but they just had so few players who actually suited up every week to begin with. It wasn't exactly uh, a murderous row of production as reflected in the 5-12 and 12 record. I think you're being generous to Leonard Floyd, though. He had nine maybe, sacks. Maybe I am. But his run defense was trash. And even his pass rush grade. Yeah, but he's. He was rushing on every single snap and he got home nine times. He was literally dead bang average in pass run, pass rush win rate for edge rushers in the league. Bang average. Fine. That, that being said, he's one of the million players they're looking to get rid of. So whether you're a fan of my perspective or Tim's, you'll probably uh, find the answer in free agency because he's apparently not going to be on the team i mean i started doing areas of need and every time i tried to do this they seem to be announcing they're going to get rid of someone else so it basically meant i had nowhere else to i had no more space on the page to keep writing positions <laughs> i had backup quarterback edge linebacker safety offensive line and wide receiver which is basically your entire team so backup quarterback given the evidence around matt stafford 
from an injury standpoint. Now, listen, you can make the argument he maybe could have come back last year had they been in contention, but he didn't. Maybe Mayfield is the backup quarterback next year. He had a weird game where he put up 50 points. I'm not saying he is the savior of the franchise. I think he's a decent, can get you out of multiple games type, borderline bottom half of the league starter type guy. Would probably behoove them to have someone solid behind Matt Stafford. On the edge, they're getting rid of Leonard Floyd apparently somehow. I'm not sure how they're going to do that because his his cap number is, they're only going to save 3 million by cutting him. So it's a bit of a strange one. But regardless, he was at least productive and they had no one else be productive in that position. Aaron Donald missed some of the season with injury. Obviously, he's an interior rusher, but you need some pass rush. They let Bobby Wagner go. I thought he played well last year, led the team in tackles. Jalen Ramsey is arguably the second best player on the defense or depending on how you rank him, the best player on the team, whatever. But you're going to get rid of him. Alan Robinson hasn't worked. You're going to get rid of him. You allowed the third most sacks in the league last year with 59. So it's a cavalcade of errors, in my opinion, uh, in terms of player acquisition and retention. I don't really know what they're going to be doing. They've tried to trade for lots of veterans, use all their picks on veterans. Now they've got no picks. Now they're trying to get rid of all the veterans. So what? Like, what? <laughs> where does that leave you from a roster standpoint? It's going to be Matt Stafford snap, catches the ball from a, a snap, throws it to Cooper Cup, or nothing that yeah that's that's all you got and that's always been the challenge with f them picks right if, if you go f them picks and you get them all right sure yes veterans are almost always better than picks when they play well because rookies need to figure out the league but in two years or three years when your veterans are old you can't exchange them for picks back and you don't have young guys and when your veterans aren't playing well when you miss on a guy or when you pay a guy too much money you can't ship him off to go get another first for him or two for I mean two firsts and then to pay Jalen Rams I the contract plus the co- pick compensation is huge you only get mm-hmm. so many assets in the NFL this isn't the you know EPL you can't just go spend more money it's not major league baseball you can't just go spend more money you have a limited number of assets and you spent them to buy a super bowl and listen they won the super bowl thumbs it up worked. every fan base in the country is sitting here going uh, if you're telling me that I could screw my roster up for four years, but I can win a Super Bowl, thumbs up. But that's where they are right now. Sean McVay was not a friggin', you know, black magic genius. He didn't come up with some voodoo hoodoo where draft picks are overrated and he didn't need any. And he just always go out and get, you know, you're trading future year picks, many of them quickly. You know, they were, and they, we talked about the ones they traded twos and threes too to go out and, and acquire talent. And you borrowing from the future to pay now, great, fine. Worked really well, bought them a Super Bowl, but they are in for a world of hurt right now. To your point, they got a lot of expensive guys. You know, we've talked about a lot of these. I haven't seen many teams have five players at twenty million or more on the cap. You know, and another three that are over ten million and a whole lot in that, you know, six to ten range. So they're top heavy. They're top heavy in some cases with very good players. Those very good players have been injured. They have started to get old. It's going to be very interesting to see how do they use what limited assets they have left or acquire new assets to kind of put it back together here. And they don't have a bunch of young guys who are ready to take that next step because everybody they have is old because they didn't have any draft picks. 
Yeah, the the other point I'll just add on the the strategy is it all relies on you draft extremely well in the middle to late rounds, which I feel like they had done. Yeah. And then as soon as you have a couple of drafts where that doesn't happen, then what? Because your point, you've, you've mortgaged everything on the star power. And when the star power isn't there or doesn't fire, you kind of screwed yourself. I mean, they're trying to get rid of the cap hit the, in terms of the ranking in, of how high their cap hits are. Three, four, six, and eight, they're trying to get yep. rid of or they're letting them go. They're also getting rid of, a, so we're told, four of the top five tacklers from last year, their top two sack uh, producers, and their leading interception person. There's not really a word for that in the NFL, but it's Jalen Ramsey. Uh, interception who led the team in Interceptions a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really. There's, there should be a word for it, but we'll we'll work we'll work on that. So, this is a team in complete flux. Not only are they getting rid of all these stars, you've also got free agents like Matt Skura, who's supposed to be the starting center, was injured. You've got Ashawn Robinson, two safeties, Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott. So you've only got one safety. So there's just a lot of holes, and I don't really understand what they're going to do if they trade all these players who are on big contracts, who are stars like a Ramsey like maybe a Leonard Floyd to get picks back and so on. It, it means flipping your entire team building strategy on its head as well. And I don't know how well you're going to evaluate first round talent. Have you been evaluating first round talent for five years? You probably haven't even bothered looking because you know, although teams always do their, do their due diligence on the top guys in the draft, you're not evaluating a guy who's going to go eighth overall when your first pick is 65. It's just not realistic. So a total flip of the script in LA. And I'm very, very interested to see how they go about this offseason. One of the more intriguing teams. Um, they've gone from feast to famine. And do they find some sustenance this offseason? I don't know. But it's a really interesting situation to observe. And mercifully, I get to observe it from afar rather than being a fan because it might be a little bit of a, a rocky road. No, I agree with all that one, Luke. I mean, I think at the end of the day, bad season. And when you're coming off a Super Bowl win, you overlook a lot of warts. And when you're coming off a bad season... All of those warts are glaringly obvious. And I think that's where the Rams are this year. It'll be interesting to see how they sort of dig out from this one. I think many times we've got advice for these guys, right? Our armchair GM can say, well, they should cut this guy, trade that guy, use the pick for this, take their cap space. Here's what they're 14 million over the cap already and don't have a whole lot of ways to get better other than what we talked about. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see where the Rams take it. At the end of the day, that's going to wrap it for us here on the half yard line pod 2023 off-season preview for the Los Angeles Rams. 31 other of these podcasts sitting around waiting for you. If you have not heard them all, we would love you to. Um, in the meantime, do check us out on socials at Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all those cool things you can do on the podcast app of your choice. Get us in that algorithm, get us trending, move us in the right direction, help us grow this thing if you like what we're about. Uh, but until next time, that'll do it for us. Thanks and goodbye. See ya.